This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Halloween. Halloween is a 1978 slasher film directed, scored and co-written by John Carpenter and produced and co-written by Deborah Hill. The story follows Michael Myers, who at the age of six murdered his older sister, causing him to be committed to a mental hospital. Fifteen years later, on Halloween, he escapes and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, ready to kill again. Here, he crosses paths with Laurie Strode, a serious student who is babysitting a neighbour's child down the road from his old home. He begins to follow her, leading to a night she will never recover from. Johnny Carpenter. Johnny. Old JC. JC. He's such a weapon. Like when the credits are on and you're like, oh yeah, directed by, written by, music by. What can't he do? His music is like very good. Pretty good. Uh, He does all right on the music front. This is the classic boys. This is the slasher of slashers. The the pioneering, I guess, genre piece of this this. This kind of part of horror, maybe? Yeah. I've no fucking idea. <laughs> um, what a film. What a film. Well, what a dog shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Well, I kind of had to keep reminding myself that this was sort of one of the early ones that sort of set the scene for the rest of the what was to come. And I should sort of try to value it on those merits rather than what we're used to today. Yeah. It wasn't great in a lot of areas. It had some good points, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I can... Look, I can appreciate it as like a a legacy sort of piece, like it pioneered a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's it's very 70s in the fact that the acting and the writing... And again, this is a thing that I had to keep... Like, look, I didn't review it very positively. I didn't enjoy it as like a heap. Sure. But to keep in mind... It's seen these days as like this big, great thing, and there's now a franchise spawning it. Multiple other films in this genre mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. You know, this launched uh, what's her name's career, really. Yes. Um, but at the time, this is a low budget, schlocky, B grade movie. Like, that's that's the world it was in, and it became a cock classic and spawned all these sequels. Mm-hmm. And horror is now a bigger business than I think it was back then. For sure. And the fact that it was made on the cheap and is a bit of a cheap, schlocky movie. I think still shows because in my head I was like, oh, it's the big one. It's the it's the granddaddy of them all. And it's yeah. like, it's cheap as shit. And you can tell. It's <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. 
but all all horror is cheap. Well, not all horror, but like most iconic horror from back then was cheap as shit. Mm. I don't know. I just think that's not there's not as much energy in it as I was expecting. No, it's yes. very slow. Yeah. And part of that is just that that Michael Myers himself is fucking slow and boring. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. John Carpenter and I, I think about the thing and how wild that was. Sure. And yes. Yeah. I don't know. I've watched a few JC movies now and he, he can be a bit hit and miss. Mm. And I know that this is a classic, but for me personally, it definitely feels like a miss. It's Maybe that's too harsh. It's, I don't know. It's, no, no, no. But this is the thing. We're, we're like, being too harsh. We're being too harsh, boys. This is a classic. Yeah. It just has aged really badly. Just because it's a classic doesn't mean that it's like great. Like I remember reading a bit of, a bit of trivia where like... Um, and sorry, I'm stealing your thunder here, Damo. But apparently, because they filmed it out of sequence, he created a terror meter to help. Um, I've gone completely blank on her name too, by the way. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. He gave her a terror meter so she could work out how scared she was supposed to be. Mm. And at the got to the end of the film, and I'm like, so where did he use the terror meter? Because <laughs> she's literally only scared for the last ten minutes. Like, there's no. You know, yeah. like, and, and I get he's building slow tension and it's doing a lot of cool stuff, like showing us the killer's perspective mm. and it's, you know, pioneering a lot of this kind of thing. But I just, it, I was just bored out of my fucking head because <laughs> I didn't care about anyone in this movie at all. Yeah. And Donald Pleasance is phoning it in so fucking hard. <laughs> it's so, so hard. Uh, I, I kind of loved his character. I hated him at the start. And by the end, I loved him because he, he generally was just trying to wax poetic about every fucking thing he could. Um, and on that, again, if you've read some trivia, you might have read this, but he didn't even want to do this movie. Basically, he's like, well, this is a bit shit, but I've got alimony and my daughter said you're good at music. Uh, this was to JC. <laughs> and so he did it. And he basically said that to JC because JC was like quite young, I think in his 20s at the time, oh. where Donald Pleasance was like the oldest guy on set, the most experienced, yeah. etc. So he was sort of throwing his weight around a bit. <laughs> Well, but he, I, he did not want to be there. I love how many bad movies are driven by alimony and just people yeah. taking paychecks. <laughs> it's so good. It's wonderful. Well, it's yeah. bad, but it's funny. I, I guess what I can appreciate about this film, I think, is I, I don't think we would have some of the movies we'd have today without Halloween. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Some of the sequels might be really good as well. Like, we haven't seen any of the later ones. But, yeah, I don't know. Just this one. Just underwhelmed me. Maybe it was hyped up too much as being so good. It was hard for me to to take away the the legacy it has created away from the movie itself. Like I kind of did find myself going, no, 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 no. This is really interesting because it's set up X, Y, and Z in the future, and oh, we have all this because back in the day JC did this. But if I broke it down to the movie itself, yeah, it's it's pretty lacking in areas. Yeah. yeah. I, so I want to talk about the the good things that I do think it did well. I think it has a really great villain. So Michael Myers, I think, is really great. I like the idea that we saw him as a kid uh, killing his sister. Some of the camera work was really interesting yep. there. Um, but I I'd also like the character and I like the mask both for the same reason, is that there is there is no emotion going on there. There is nothing to connect to. It is that that sort of inert fear of, oh, I can't even relate to you on any level. I couldn't convince you to not do what you're going to yep. do. And it actually made me think of this fact I read where in a job interview, the worst thing that can happen to you is that they actually show you no emotion. No emotion is worse psychologically for the person than negative emotion because we we hate the idea that we can't get a gauge on how we're doing in that scenario. Yep. We, can't, we can't get a gauge on, can I push you one way or another by altering my own actions? Mm-hmm. And I think the character itself, because we see that is this you know, psychotic, emo- emotionless person, but the mask as well, that 
I love the idea that it's it's a human face, but one sort of stretched and and stripped of any kind of emotion. Mm. I thought that those two components were really great. Yeah, and and you know we did say it's a bit slow and it moves at a sort of a lethargic mm. pace, but even Myers's like Terminator mm. approach to his victims, or he's an unstoppable force, and I guess yep. Yep. there's something chilling in that. But the problem was I didn't care about the things in the way of the unstoppable force because they all were bad. Yes, and yeah. You know, they and then I could I didn't care about Donald Pleasance. Although, boys, I do have again, I'm stealing your thunder here, go Dana, for it. with some trivia. Go for it. Um Donald Pleasance didn't want to do this movie, but he also wasn't the first person to, to, to not want to do this movie. Uh Carmina offered this role to two people. Um one of them was the great Kush. Peter Kush. Oh, our boy. Uh, he said he said no, not enough money. <laughs> Oh, um, come on, Kush. Would have been five stars, guaranteed. And the other person he offered it to was Christopher Lee, and oh. Christopher Lee knocked it back as well just because he didn't feel right about it. Like, oh. similar to, similar to you know, um, Pleasant originally, but obviously didn't have the alimony thing hanging over it. <laughs> um, and in an interview since, Christopher Lee has said that one of his greatest regrets was not being in Halloween. Oh, Damn. Boy, what could have been? Imagine the Kush. How incredible. I think I or who would you boys choose, Kush or Lee? I think for me it would be a Kush for this role. Oh, Kush. Yeah. Lee could play Michael Myers. Whoa. <laughs> it's a big call. But Kush delivering the same over the top poetic lines. Oh my god. Oh, be Give beautiful. Me that. Yeah. Different film. Kush Kush doing that doing that whole thing of what Kush would do is in that scene where he breaks out of the mental asylum and he runs over to the nurse to see if he's okay, Kush would run over and slap her for jumping out of the car. <laughs> and we'd all cheer. Oh, Kush. Never, in that scene, never yeah. has a man given a shit less about if she was okay. He just did not care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's, for a movie that's short too, it felt incredibly long. And again, because you're supposed to have this tension about are these, these kids going to survive, the only character you kind of, the only character I liked in this movie, honestly, was Lindsay, the kid who didn't give a yeah. shit. She's the best. <laughs> Just eating popcorn, watching The Thing, which is a very nice little yeah, that was cool. oh, thing yeah. in there. I was excited by that. I do think The Thing actually did make me enjoy this movie more because we had such a great time with The Thing. I think some of that was leaking into this film when I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. I did also have the thought, which I think, Tommy, you sent to us in a message, where if the three of us had watched it together, if we weren't in this lockdown, yeah. it would have been a thing of beauty. I think we would have had a much, much better time with it. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because we would have laughed at it and we would have... Like, because I was having so many observations that I couldn't share with anybody, <laughs> and it probably would have got up a bit. Yeah, that is that's know, such yeah. a great point. Because as it stands alone, separately, it's probably a two two and a half star movie, right? Mm-hmm. But if we were together, it's like the Tom Cruise vehicle, the Mummy, five stars, guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still gonna, I've got to push back on that. Still, I, you cannot give the Mummy five stars. Five stars is a sacred thing. You cannot no, give that to it. the Mummy. It'll you'll take you it. there. Boys, I I think one of the big things out of this too that the best way to look at it is so you look at something like the Beast Must Die, which I think we said was about a three. <laughs> yeah, we movie. probably do. <laughs> if we watch that on our own, it probably gets the same treatment that Halloween. Yeah, I right. probably fall asleep. Yeah, it would it would yeah, be yeah. nothing. It would be confused and a mess. But yeah, <laughs> as it it still it still has a special spot in my heart, and it always will. That's just a fact. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of people getting very angry at us after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've just said the Beast Must Die is a better film than Halloween, which oh yeah, clearly that can't be true. But it does have the Kush, so <laughs> there's no turtlenecks in Halloween. No, there should be. It should be. So another thing I wanted to talk to you boys about, where 
Halloween is sort of one of the early films where it's it's suggested that the one who lives lives because she's a virgin. Do you guys have a take on that? Uh, Damo, I read a... Because I got bored watching this movie, I did a lot of research. Tell me with these facts, I've loved it. <laughs> uh, John Carpenter has actually come out and, and said that that was never his intention. He didn't want people to walk away from this movie being like, if you have sex, you get punished. Right. He's, his whole take on it is, if you're preoccupied with fucking, you're not going to notice a homicidal maniac than if you're by yourself. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, that's a good take. <laughs> that's practical. <laughs> Oh, that is so good. So, <laughs> yeah. wait. So then she survived because she's such a such a sort of loner sitting at home babysitting that she doesn't have the sexual distraction and can see him coming, basically. That's sort of the theory. Well, there. yeah, she's a bit more alert because she's paying more attention. She's seen him a few more times, whereas the others are like... Talking about boys and like you know the 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 other friend with the boyfriend who they have sex in the house mm. like they walk into a house the lights are off the girl's not home there's no sign of anything it's a little bit weird but neither of them think anything of it because they're both too busy thinking about fucking they're horny <laughs> yeah you're horny you, know, you die it tracks <laughs> so if you've got an erection there's no blood left to notice murderers <laughs> watching you from the bushes. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, I love that. I fucking love that. Well, that's good because yeah, that was kind of my takeaway. I'm like, uh, I the the her virginity clearly had nothing to do with it. She was just yeah. across the road and had the time and space to actually kind of see him coming a bit more. But that becomes the trope, I think, over over time. Is the yes, couples that yeah. like you look at you look at um, although no, actually in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's subverted, isn't it? Because the c- girl who remains is having sex because she's with Johnny Depp. Yes, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, true. And Scream, they subvert it a heap, but that's the point of Scream. But I guess, yeah, in, in like Halloween, the the, the original, um, Laurie, I guess, isn't doing any fucking and she's surviving. Laurie isn't doing much of anything, let's be honest. Like yeah. you said, her, her fear scale runs from zero to one instead of zero to ten. It's so interesting. I watched um, Knives Out again recently because it's such a great film. And to see Jamie Lee Curtis... Mm striking gold in that movie and then to watch her obviously she's you know there's decades apart and so she's new to her craft but there is there is so little going on the way she delivers lines is so monotone and and kind of yeah. nothing like there's not much there yeah they they all do it's funny you mention that demo because i i just rewatched knives out the other night and then the next night i watched halloween and it's such <laughs> okay. a stark contrast because in knives out she's she's commanding the screen Yep. In every scene that she's in. She's like a fucking genuinely a powerful character. She's amazing, yeah. And yeah, in this one, I don't know. It's lacking... I think the movie lacks in energy, but so does her performance. I don't know. Mm. She's a little bit baseline in this. And that's, Tom, probably why you don't really like her. Because there's nothing really to like about it. Mm. Like, what is there? Yep. Other than the fact that the movie's telling you she's the good guy who you're supposed to be rooting for. But there's no real reason to. Well, part of me also thinks maybe she was a little miscast. Because... Part of the reason they cast her was because of who her parents were and that her mum was in Psycho. Mm. Yeah. Um, but but also she herself said that when she uh, when she got the script and she realised what character she was going to be, she kind of was like, oh, that's not right. I should be a smartass, basically. And you're like, oh, look at her in future roles where she's got more room to give a bit of attitude, a bit of personality. Mm-hmm. So much more watchable, so much more engaging. So part of me thinks she's actually, she's dialed it down to try to match the character. Yeah. And I, I can't help but think I wish we had just seen her deliver it in a way where the character was a bit of a smart ass as much as she was the state. Open the gates. Open the yeah. gates. Let her yeah, run free. That's, that's great. That would have been really interesting. I'd love to, I guess, I'd, we'll probably do this, but I would love to watch the other ones as she gets older because she's in 
all of them, I think. Well, I had a quick look today. I didn't. I, I'm pretty sure she's in the second one, but then I I don't know if she's in the other ones. However, I'm really quite excited, and I think we should do it for the show. Is watch the mm. newer, the one that came out in 2018. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's it's written by or co-written by Danny McBride. Yes, and yeah. is it David Gordon Green, the guys that made Eastbound and Down? Yes, yeah, I right, think it's yeah. a really interesting, um, a really interesting team. I'd be keen to watch that one. Yeah. She's in that one as well. I'm pretty. She sure. is. Yeah, they got her yeah. back. Yeah, they're doing a trilogy. Oh, they're doing a trilogy. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I, I saw that today. There's one due out next year, and then another one that's already slated for release in 2023. So, yeah, oh, that's good. I, I like that they ahead. know from the start it's going to yeah. be a trilogy, so they can actually flesh it out with the same director, same writers. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. There's. I will say this though. Just when I looked on, because I wanted to work out. All right, do we, do we, when we look at them, and I guess if we watch any more down the track, do we like okay, which do we do all of them? There's like 150. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard to work out the like the chronology yeah. of them. the sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just because they're not necessarily in like order in the list that I was looking at, which is on Letterboxd. Mm. Just had them like sort of randomly there. And I'm like, <laughs> so which one's like two's easy? All right, that's three. What's H2, what the fuck's H2O? H2O. Yeah. That's that's the one I remember from my like teen years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Halloween H2O yeah. was like the scary, yeah. one of the early scary movies. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Um, from what I read today, and I'm not sure if this is correct, but it says that the 2018 one that has Jamie Lee Curtis back in it, is a mm. direct sequel to the first film. Whoa. I think. Or they might have they might have meant the second one because I'm pretty sure she's in the second one too, so I'm not right. sure. But it's a direct sequel to the early, like the, the beginning, the which is ones. interesting. I think, yeah, because the, the second one, looking at it when I was reading about it last night, uh, the second one is set literally hours after the first one where she's in hospital yeah. being treated for being attacked and he comes and tracks her down yeah. to the hospital. Oh, that's cool. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Great. Well, another thing I wanted to ask you boys about was the tension for this movie. Because at the start, when we saw him standing in the bushes, always watching, even the car, I liked the car that he drove around in. And I felt that tension stretching, that sort of elastic band, and I'm, I'm waiting for something to happen. But then I kind of felt at some point it just is like the, the elastic band got too old and it lost its elasticity and it just sort of flopped. <laughs> I agree that the air went out of the balloon. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's only so long you can really stretch it out. and they, Which, again, is weird because, Tom, I think you mentioned before, it's a pretty short movie. Like This is like a pretty tight 90. Mm. Yeah. And... The tension, I don't know. It's interesting to hear one of you say that they shot it out of sequence. It definitely feels like it's a bit messy and choppy. Mm-hmm. And I think that they lost some of the tension in... in it's a screenplay issue, I think. Well, the, sure. the interesting thing about that, Sean, is originally when it was written, it was written to take place over a course of several days and it was called The Babysitter Murders. Okay. Uh, but they were like, oh, that's going to cost a lot of money if it's over the course of several <laughs> days because we need costume changes and shit like that. Whereas if it's all happening in one night, they can just wear the same clothes the whole way through. Or right. no clothes, yeah. which is what they do in this movie a lot. <laughs> hey, no, but it happening in one night is great. And I also love the the element of it where he's wearing a mask, but that's fine. And no one no one thinks twice because it's Halloween, so everyone's dressed yeah. up. So it being in set on one night is great. That's true. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't really have a fix on what they should do with the tension. They just mm. they drag things out too long. They They spend a lot of time, I guess... With Laurie at the start, but you don't learn anything about her. No, that's true. It's a, kind of a weirdly paced film. She's a nerd and she has a crush on a character you've never met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Why do I care? I also wanted to, like, part of me thinks is that it didn't, it didn't cash in on its horror enough. I think we needed to see a kill earlier. I mean, I know we had the the sister at the start, which was... There's a kill in the first two minutes, Damo. You see tits and death in the first two minutes. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> on the tits. So, this movie had an R rating. <laughs> yeah. Do you, there was very little blood. Did the R rating come from tits alone, do we yes. think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Right? And I guess you've got to think, this is 78 too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, there's not a lot of blood, but but it's 78. Like, this is pretty out there. Oh, it would have been wild. Yeah. <laughs> the people who classify films would have seen that first scene and be like, fucking LJC, you're off the chain. R rating. We're going to have to ban this. R rating probably didn't exist. They had to make a new stamp for it. it. Yeah, great. (laughs) All right, well, then I'll ask the question, were we scared at any point? Was there a point where you felt a little tingling of fear? No. There's one jump scare where I jumped, but not in like, oh, I just kind of like my body involuntary jolted, and that's when the... Uh, the boyfriend falls out of the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When she walks up to the stairs and the... the Oh, can we talk about my favourite fucking scene in the movie talking about weird pacing and how the whole energy of it's just off its head? Um, because I thought of that scene because you've got the scene where he puts the tombstone on the bed yes. with the, the girl's corpse in front of it. Uh, when Donald Pleasance is walking through the graveyard <laughs> yes. with that guy and there's a tombstone missing, he's like, ah, damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is it? Oh, it's that kid. And then he's like, let me <laughs> count to make sure. So he's not even sure. As well as the hole that we're looking at is way too small for a human body. Yeah. They I, they obviously was like, that'll do. I can't be bothered digging a proper grave. No, wait. Does he just take the tombstone? Does he take the whole body or does he just take the oh, tombstone? That would make more sense because I was looking at it being like, 
Why wouldn't they dig a proper size fucking hole right here? No, like, what is this? I'm movie? with you, Damo. I looked at the hole and went, how did the coffin get out? Like, what? This is fucking right. bullshit. Also, the guy is directing him to the grave. And then they come yeah. across a grave that's been ripped apart. And he's like, <laughs> oh, damn, kids. It's like, you know, like, you're guiding him. You should know you're nearly at the point where you're leading him to. Mm, fucking. Right. Oh. Also, also, in that little bit too, he's like, do you have the this grave of the Myers girl? And he's like, Judith Myers. And he's like, oh, yep, we do. Judith Myers right here. And then halfway through walking... Donald Pleasant says Judith Myers again, and the guy's like, oh, yes, there's a very famous story about this girl. She was killed. And it's like, <laughs> why didn't you remember that when he first mentioned it at the start of the walk? You just remember it halfway through? Anyway, that that was the only bit that right. gave me a jump yeah. scare was that reveal. Yeah, well, for me, like I said, there was there was a few moments of tension, and I, I did like uh, Myers standing in the bushes. Part of, me, part of it was those things I said earlier, the, the lack of emotion. And even that's happening in daylight, and everyone's sort of a bit too unaware of it all and and like you said Tom that unstoppable force so those sort of elements at the start I'm like oh this isn't bad this isn't bad I see where this is going but then like we kind of said that tension fell out and I I lost it I wasn't scared anymore you know what I found too in probably the first 20 minutes of this movie I was just thinking this would be a lot more frightening if it was at night Mm. I I get that you want to show the day leading into the night but if if some of the stuff like her being followed home was happening as it was getting Mm. dark It'd be far more scary than just in pure daylight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Especially him just appearing yeah. out in a washing line. And then her, I don't know, like, shouldn't she be frightened a little bit in that moment? She kind of is like, oh, that's weird. And then just like goes and lays down on her bed. Yeah. Like, whereas you should be like, that's fucking weird. I'll double check that my door's locked, the windows are she locked. She makes dumb yeah. choices yeah. a lot, she's, Sean. She's pretty dumb for someone who's... Like I assume at the start they're trying to make you believe she's a nerd mm. and she's kind of intelligent. Yeah. Well then let's let's no. jump into our next question. Wise or foolish? Yeah, I would say yeah. foolish. Yeah. Pretty fucking dumb. Pretty dumb. dumb. So is he though. But he's 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 a bit broken, so he can be dumb. Oh yeah. All right, we'll give him a pass on that. But I mean he's he escapes from a mental asylum. Uh, by stealing a car mm. and then proceeds to use that car for the rest of the movie. It's like, get a different car, mate. It's got a fucking logo on That's it. That's right. He knows he's bulletproof, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two bits for me where uh, Laurie mm. just is an idiot, the amount of times he gets knocked down and she's like, better put this knife yeah. on the floor. Just, oh, just, yes. You've got the knife in your hand. He's dropped behind the couch. Climb over, stab him in the chest as hard as you can. Number two. You've got a good idea, opening the balcony doors and then hiding in the cupboard. Clever. You know what you should do when you're hiding in the cupboard? Shut up. Yes. Stop whimpering. Right. Don't make a noise. Be qu- She's going, ah, ah, ah. yeah, he's going to hear you. He's gonna- doesn't fucking matter that you open the balcony doors because he can hear you fucking crying in the cupboard, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I was watching that scene. There's like a curtain behind her. I'm like, put the curtain over yourself. Like, do anything to help yourself in this situation other than make a lot of noise. And then, yeah, the knife every time. Like, I did feel like we had the same beat repeated about three times where she did something to overpower him and then just kind of, like, wandered off, yeah. leaving him and the knife behind. And you're like, fucking stab him. Like, finish the job. Yeah. Like, I know you're not a murderer, but surely in this instance you'd be like, well, self-preservation, yeah. better give him a stab. Infuriating. She's an idiot. Is there? I can't remember. Is there a point where like the the phone line gets cut or something? Did she ever make try and call the cops? Yeah, it's been disconnected. Yeah. She picks it up and there's no there's no dial tone. Um, so she does that. The thing that I think though, she acts wisely for a split second. She goes to the house to see what's going on. She tells the kids to stay there. She goes over. She encounters Michael. She flees and she goes next door for help. And those fucking assholes do not answer because they don't have any candy, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that the assumption that it's like, oh, because it's Halloween, they assume it's a prank? Are they clearly home? Yeah, they open. You see the light mm. come on. Someone peers through a curtain. The light goes off. Do they have any decorations on their porch or anything? Didn't see it. No. Nah. So there you go. That's that's fucking. That's me. That's grumpy Sean living next door who's like, I'm not fucking buying candy. <laughs> right. Little shits come to my door. I'm not answering it. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I'm not home. You give me candy. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not knocking on the door going trick or treat. She's knocking on the door screaming, help, help, please, somebody help. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. there's two things there. They probably either think it's just a, a Halloween trick or they're fucking terrible people. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was the latter because they, they, they actually didn't hit that Halloween note enough. Like, we should have seen more people walking around in masks. Yeah. And and, and and confirmed that point of them going ah get out of here like trick or treating's done yep. for the night or whatever like yep. yeah they should have hit that yeah they should have harder. foreshadowed the grumpy neighbors earlier in the film great call and yeah, yeah. I agree with you you don't see enough like kids walking around trick or treating yes like you get that it's Halloween but mainly because of the film's title right yeah <laughs> well part of it was because they didn't film it at Halloween and I even yeah. read that they had to paint some leaves because obviously Halloween's in in autumn over <laughs> in the states yeah so that's a paint like. At 100 leaves, obviously it was such a low budget. They only had like X amount of leaves. And so then they'll, they'll sort of be throwing them throughout the scene and then pick them all up again and move them to the next <laughs> scene and reuse them again. Uh, uh, budget film. Oh, That's yeah, good. Man, That's good. So I have one other moment where I thought she acted foolishly, which is she's seen him enough throughout the day to go, something's a bit off here. It seems like it's a nice suburb. So part of the reason he's, he can kill people is because no one's really suspecting it. So her seeing him and being a bit creeped out of him stands to reason. And then as soon as she starts babysitting the kid and he's like, I saw the boogeyman outside. Yeah. How does yep. she not connect the fucking dots? Mm. Yeah. She's like so dismissive of this kid. She's like, right. whatever. Watch the TV. Yeah. Like, Shouldn't she? I don't think she even opens the fucking window and has a proper no, look. No, she doesn't. And it, oh, I was like, you have been seeing the boogeyman all day. You've even said to your mate yep. on the phone, oh, something was happening. It's a bit creepy. And then as soon as someone else says it, you're like, oh, piss off, mate. As if I believe yeah. that. Yep. Oh. But it's like, what's the point of having her see this guy following her like four or five times? Yeah. For then. For her guard to just not be up at all. Great call. Like, it's weird. Yeah, that's and that's probably where the tension dropped is because it dropped in her. Like, yeah. obviously, the, the, the protagonist is our entryway into the movie. And so when they're afraid, we're afraid. And she stopped being afraid. Yeah. So why would we hold on to that fear? Yeah. Even if she wants to just put on a, a mask for the kids and be like, oh, it's nothing. Mm. But then as soon as their attention's back on watching the thing on TV, yeah. she should be like kind of sweating it up a bit and be like, what the fuck's going on? She doesn't even like, call, does she call her friend over in that house and be like, hey, what's going on? There's none of that. Nah. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I think she's a really dumb character. And it's interesting that she is like a really iconic uh, horror movie character. I think she's shit. <laughs> <laughs> my my takeaway. Sorry, Jamie. My takeaway was clearly she improves over the course of the series. She must. She must. Yeah, it, she ma- must. it made me more curious for what was to come than than sort of like blown away by this film. Yeah. I tell you what, old mate in Elm Street makes her look like a baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nancy is that her name? Yeah, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy's yeah, Nancy is so capable Nancy's compared to yeah. Laurie here. Yeah, Nancy's the gold standard. Nancy's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Hiding coffee machines. Oh, she's she's the gold standard, Nancy. <laughs> yeah. She's where you yeah. want to be. All right. Well, then, lads, how would we do better? Would we do better? I guess is really yeah. the next question. Yeah. Easy as guys. Great. Like we yeah. so like we'd be fine. He's a man. He's slow. Yeah. We're like scared, but we're smart. Like, just like we'd be able to beat him and we'd work together and we'd communicate. Yeah. We're fine. 
and we're not trying to fuck one another, so we're good. <laughs> we wouldn't be distracted by sex, so that's that's one gold star to us. We're, we've got that in our belts. <laughs> I don't know, boys. Halloween, the leaves are falling. It's romantic. Yeah, and Sean, you do look good in that ghost costume. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's shapely. It's there shapely. you go. I would also hope that the police in our town would be better at their job and be like, no one seems to give a fuck that there's an escaped killer on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just like, oh, we'll keep it quiet. We'll, we'll take care of yeah. this. We'll, we'll figure it out. And it's like, what the fuck, man? There should be like patrol cars going around making sure the kids that are trick-or-treating aren't getting murdered. And they're just like, nah, whatever. Considering that the, the doctor at the start of the film calls him the evilest guy. <laughs> like- yeah. Uh, can we talk about the start? Can we talk about the start? The nurse who's with him in the car just like... She's got the look of like she's wearing a nurse Halloween costume. <laughs> she does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought that's what it was at first. I'm like, oh, it must already be Halloween night because uh, someone's yeah. in costume over here. And how come when they pull up and there's like inmates in the middle of the night out there on the grass just loose <laughs> and they don't really panic? They just keep driving. He gets out of the car. She stops. Idiots. I think we'd also be fine because let's just say, right, he, he does attack us. If we knocked him out, guess where that knife is going? <laughs> Straight into oh, him. And his dick. <laughs> Straight in his dick. Straight in him. <laughs> not on the floor. Not on the fucking floor. We're, even if we don't stab him, we're taking that knife with us. We're not leaving him oh, any weapons. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, no, I think, boys, as soon as... Like, the kicking the stones, what, what would it be? It's probably when the little kid goes, Hey, guys, I saw the boogeyman. And then mm. we look. He's not there, but we know he's there. Yeah. And we just weapon up. We get all the knives in the house. We're checking all the locks. We've already seen the windows. I don't know. We probably even go next door to save the girl and and kill him. Actually, no, we're cowards. We'll stay inside. (laughs) But but again, it we'll lock it down. It's that thing we've said. Home alone. Set some traps. Yeah, I like that because if we had seen him as much as Laurie had seen him, we wouldn't. We would keep our guard up. Where she drops it, we definitely wouldn't because we are cowards. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are we together? Do you think we're together when we see him following us on the street? Or is he just following one of us? Well, are the three of us split up like the three girls in the film? Yeah, all right. We probably do. Are we teenagers in this? Are we, let's say we all went to the same high school? Yeah, I think we'll yeah, have probably. to. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Who's Laurie? Who wants to be Laurie? <sighs> I think it's one of you two. Because you are too cool. No. <laughs> I'll be Laurie, but I would act differently immediately. Mm-hmm. If I see that guy following me, and then when I'm upstairs in my house, and he's in the backyard by the clothesline, I call the cops, I think. Yeah, now that checks Yeah, me. I think so. Well, I'd probably call you guys first and go, what do I do? And then you guys go, call the cops. Well, she doesn't even do anything. She sees him over and over again and then goes, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. No, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't. And, and then neither Dame or I would be off doing sex things because <laughs> you've told us that you're worried about this creepy dude. And because we're friends, we'd then be like, all right, yeah. you go to the babysit Timmy. I'll bring Lindsay over. And then Damo will come over later with Holly because they've been out on a date somewhere. Like, that's the... That's the play yeah. there. Sleepover. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't spill food all over my clothes and just be naked. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, boys, we'd have the best night sleepover and we would be watching The Thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a great night. Oh. And all the doors are locked. Yeah. And that creepy fuck can't get in. And if he does get in, we're ready because we know he's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and he's slow as fuck as well. Yeah. The only thing is, though, he is invincible. So. <laughs> yeah, look, the man can take a bullet like nobody else. That's for sure. He takes six bullets. We've just got to shoot him seven times. All right. Yeah. So if we each bring three bullets, we'll have, we'll have a couple to spare. That would be great. Yeah. Gun each, guys. 18 <laughs> yeah. bullets. He's oh, dead. Right. So bullets can't kill him. We have to find a different way to kill him. Sean, 
I think you know what to do, mate. Well, I, I want to set him on fire. <laughs> Bang, there it is. <laughs> the minute I saw him, I was like, oh, you would smell good burning, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so as soon as one of us knocks him out, then it's barbecue o'clock. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> Great bit of barbecue, better the thing, hanging out as a sleepover. (laughs) This is turning into a really good night. This is a really good night. (laughs) Or, hear me out, boys. We knock him out, we tie him up, we take his mask off, and then as he's like, I'm going to, you know, staring at us impassively, we give him something better to watch in the thing. He's our new best friend. I I I personally don't think that's going to work. I think he's just a a through and through psychopath. Burn him. One more fact for us is that. um, John Carpenter based him off an experience he had when he was in college and he was um, he was touring like this psychiatric hospital and he met a child who stared at him with, quote, a look of evil and it terrified me. <laughs> and that's sort of where the idea came from. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if we could befriend him, but I do like the idea of distracting him with The Thing because The Thing was such a solid movie. By the time he gets through that, Pleasance and the one cop in town will be there to take him away. Yep. And then we've had a lovely night. We have. That's true. Boys, we don't have to use violence. No. We just have to, well, we probably have to knock him out at one point yeah. and then tie him up. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just watches the thing until the backup shows up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And if worse, worse comes to worse, we let Carney rip. Yeah. He lights a fire. I've got it, the lighter in my pocket and I'm ready. <laughs> I know you're always ready. <laughs> ready Carney. at all times. I know you are. You're like a Boy Scout. Always be prepared. <laughs> You're like the most worst kind of Boy Scout imaginable. I only learned one thing. Had a lot of fire. <laughs> R- rope tying? Nah, but I know how to light a fire. Where? Anywhere. I never learned how to contain the fire, though. <laughs> <laughs> the parents come back who are the babysitting parents and they're like, where's our house gone? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> but your kids are safe. Oh. oh, wait. Did we get the kids out? Oh, whoops. Oh, well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scaredy listeners have any comments, would like to say hi, ask us some questions, all that stuff, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.